Welcome to ACE Audio, the podcast that supports, educates, informs, and motivates manual therapists around the world. Hey, Sean Brewster with you back again today. Today, we continue on with the second part of our two-part series on public speaking. Now, if you missed the first one, you might ask the question, why are we doing a a podcast episode on public speaking when we're talking to health practitioners? Well, like I explained in the last one, it's because as health practitioners, our job is often to communicate effectively to people. Now, sometimes we get the opportunity to speak to groups of people. And if we do, and we can do that well, that can be a really great opportunity for us to share information uh, in a bigger way but also to impact more people at the one time. And so if you do, as a health practitioner, get the opportunity to speak to groups, small or large, doesn't matter, I would highly encourage you to do so because not only does it have the potential to impact those people, but it can also have a really positive impact on your career and potentially your business as well. And so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the micro, the strategies and the techniques that you can employ in the way that you say what you say within your speech, within your talk, to get your message across more effectively and impact your audience in a bigger way. Okay, let's work our way through the list. Okay, so the first one is nervous movement. If you're someone who tends to sway or move your body weight backwards and forwards when you're talking to the audience, this can be a really distracting thing. Now, you might be doing it out of nervousness, out of of a way of sort of not knowing what to do with your body, so you just find some kind of a rhythm and move, but but it can be very distracting for the people who are trying to listen to what what you're saying to them. So where possible, stop, hold your space, deliver your message with confidence. And it, one of the things that you might like to do is, is just film yourself while you're talking and see what do you do with your body? Do you move side to side? Do you move backwards and forwards? Do you pop up and down? Like people do all sorts of unusual things without realizing they're doing it. And so using video, filming yourself, doing that thing as though you're in front of the audience is a, often an effective way to pick out those subtle little things that you're doing with your body where you're holding yourself. So try to hold your space. Next point, which is completely converse to what I just said, try not to stand still or dead still for too long. Yes, you want to hold your space when you're delivering an important point, but it is also important to move yourself around from time to time. Especially if you're building up to an important point, you might decide to move towards the audience or move off to the side to an unusual position where you haven't stood before. And in that movement, the, the audience will often be watching you moving. Go, oh, where's he going? What's he about to do? I better focus. And so moving to a new position to make a new point can be a very effective tool in highlighting the importance of that point. Another point is trying to avoid repetitive nervous gesturing, fiddling with the, with the belt on your pants. It might be kind of flicking your nail. It might be twitching with your watch. It could be anything... So try to avoid using your body in unintentional ways. So what we want to try to do is with any gesturing that we do, it should be to highlight something, to point out something, to bring something to the forefront. And so if we're saying something, or for example, if we're listing two or three things, we might say the first thing is this and the second thing is this. And with each thing, we're sort of chopping our hand down to, to punctuate each of those points or it might be simply lifting a finger with each point that you make and so that it brings the, the audience's attention to the, to the point that you're making with the gesture. And they'll then start to understand that with each gesture, there's an important point to focus on. Another gesture that can be quite effective is arms wide apart. So if you're trying to gather the entire room's attention to you, maybe it's the start of a talk, maybe it's just after a break, stepping into, into the center of the stage or the center of the room and then extending your arms apart can be a nice way to say, hey, everybody, 
bring your attention to me. It's time to start. Now we'll talk about tempo and volume. These are two very important things to vary and to use in different ways during, during your talk or your speech. Let's begin with tempo. So you might start by talking faster at the beginning of an explanation of something and then slow down towards the end of it as you start to reinforce or bring home the key points from that explanation. I'll give you an example. So the levator scapulae can elevate the scapula and laterally flex the cervical spine. So in other words, it can pull the shoulder in an upward direction and pull the head over to the side. So there's a very simple explanation, but you can see how we started out fast, going through the facts about that muscle, and then slowed down to reinforce that, what that means to the listener. Particularly when you're using complex language or anatomical terminology, as we did in this example, flipping it into layman's terms and slowing down helps the person to join any dots that they may have missed along the way. And the other thing there was volume. So you might use a louder voice to refocus the room or to raise their energy if they're feeling a little bit flat, and then you might bring that volume down a little bit to really punctuate an important point. So going from loud to quiet can then pull their attention to you as we drop that volume down. But remember, it's not the low volume that gets their attention. It's the switching from high volume to a lower volume. I'll give you an example for this one. So here's a, a sentence and how we can apply the two types of volume. So communication skills are so vital to what we do in clinic every single day. And that's why we have to work on this consistently as healthcare practitioners. The next one's about stories or narratives. So where possible, try to embed a story or a real life example about how the thing you're talking about actually plays out in real life. It'll take the audience with you on that narrative and it'll make them feel like they're part of that story. It, it'll improve engagement and connection with the information. Another thing you can try is if you're, particularly if you're, you're sharing large chunks of information, there's a, big, there's a big chunk of information to get through. As you're working your way through that, try to connect with an individual in the room. So if you know somebody in the audience, try to mention them by name, say something complimentary or something that relates to them or their life in some way. If you can connect that back to the thing you're talking about, not only will it engage that person, but it'll help everybody in the room recognize that what you're telling them is relevant to people in this room. And so where possible, try to talk to or about someone in the room in a positive or complimentary way, relating what you're talking about back to that person. It will help that person and hopefully the rest of the audience as well, recognize that what you're sharing is relevant to them, to the people in the room. One of the things that we often laugh about here at ACE is when we're recording things or practicing something, we get the speed wobbles. And that can often be a case of, you know, you, you've got the information in your head, but your mouth is moving too fast for your brain or vice versa. And so what you need to do in situations like that is just slow down, pause, give yourself a moment to catch up and remember to smile. Because even if you're feeling nervous or uncomfortable, when you smile, you give off this air of relaxedness, confidence. And when you look relaxed or confident, you'll start to feel relaxed and confident. The next one's a really hard one to do, particularly if you're new to public speaking, which is if you make a mistake, own it, but address the elephant in the room. So if you trip over a sentence, if you say the wrong word, if you realize that you've made a mistake, don't go, oh, and then just adjust and move on. You might even make fun of that thing. Okay, if you've said something was, was clearly the wrong word and you said the wrong thing, highlight it, point it out and say, oh, sorry, that's not what I meant. I meant to say this. I can't believe I made that mistake. Please forgive me, let's move on. And so if you can make a bit of a joke out of it, make, make light of it, really highlight it, it gives the audience the confidence that you're okay. 
that even with mistakes, you're going to be able to continue on. And as they see you more confident, they'll also relax more into the, into the experience of listening to you. I think the best example of this ever having been done, and this is sort of an extreme example, is the movie Eight Mile, where Eminem's doing a rap battle with someone and he actually highlights all his faults before the person can have a, an opportunity to highlight them for him. And so if you do make a mistake, if you do trip up while you're on stage in any way, either a literal way or verbal way, then don't be afraid to highlight those points. It will put the audience at ease and will also make you seem very human to the audience. And if they feel like you're just like them, they can connect with you. They'll enjoy what you've got to share with them even more. So don't be afraid to highlight your mistakes, laugh about them, and then move on. And don't forget that during any talk, it's really effective if you occasionally use a pause to highlight what you're saying. Now, the pause in your mind will always feel like it's 10 times longer than it is in the, in the ears of the audience. So if you're about to say something important, or if you really want them to focus on what on a particular point, stop. Just before you say it, allow the, the gravity of what you're about to say to settle. Deliver that thing, and it will always hit harder. Or make the statement that's important, and then stop. Hold your ground. Let the audience feel that. Let it sink in, and then move on. The last thing you want to do is run your ideas into, the, into each other. So making one statement of fact and then another statement of fact without a space between them can be a really ineffective way of highlighting those points. So you pause just before you say it so that they're listening or you say it and then pause. And what you do with your body is also very important at that point. If you pause and stay dead still, keep your gaze in the audience, give them an opportunity to acknowledge what you've just said, it will impact them so much more. The next one's one of my favorite things when it comes to public speaking, in fact, any kind of speaking, and it's about having an intentional emphasis on certain words. Now, if you emphasize the wrong word in a sentence, it can completely change the meaning of what you're just saying. And I'll give you an example. If we take the phrase, I didn't steal Sarah's cat, and we change the emphasis from one word to the next, watch what it does to the sentence. I didn't steal Sarah's cat infers that it wasn't me, but somebody else stole it. I didn't steal Sarah's cat says that I didn't do it. I didn't steal Sarah's cat implies that maybe I borrowed it or she gave it to me. I didn't steal Sarah's cat implies that maybe I stole somebody else's cat. And I didn't steal Sarah's cat implies that I stole something from her, but it wasn't her cat. You see what I mean? Five words in that sentence, and depending on which word you emphasize, completely changes the meaning of what you're saying. So be careful about which words you emphasize in your sentences. There you go. I hope these points have been useful or you'll be able to put them to good use in the future. And just remember that what you're saying can be completely lost on the audience if how you're saying it isn't on point. So practice this. It is worthwhile. And I wish you all the best.